This is the 919 Beer Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. It's the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius from 999 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina, Adam Eshbaugh. No Wayne Holt Hope today. Another, another no Wayne assignment. Holt today. Wayne Holt is on another assignment. I can say his name. More, more, edu- more educational purposes. Travis Quinn, Mother Earth, is hanging out with us today on the 919 Beer Podcast. Shout out to House Hops for sponsoring the 919 Beer Podcast. They got three locations, two in Raleigh, one out in Pittsburgh. They got 24 beers on tap. You can order online. They got cool nights, trivia nights, everything from trivia nights to vinyl nights to Bible nights. Check out their social media channels. I know they're very active on Instagram, and they're always they're always telling you what's going on. So shout out to the House of Hops for sponsoring the Now and Not Beer podcast. Travis, before we drink beer, actually, or as we drink beer, <laughs> as we drink beer. Great to be back with you guys, by the way. Thanks for having me again. How many gallons of beer will be consumed in the Carter-Finley parking lots ahead of a Friday night, Black Friday NC State Carolina game. It's clearly set up for this to be a monumental occasion over uh, at Carter Finley on that evening. Uh, you know, we've had we had a Friday night game last year. It was a, it was a barn burner against Miami, uh, which we unfortunately came out on the wrong side of. But uh, as you know, our attendance was rather sparse yes, for that sure. game due to some circumstances well outside. Yeah, last of time we talked control. to you, last time last time we talked to you, we chatted about what it was like to be the PA guy at Carter Finley Stadium to nobody. Right. <laughs> so. Let's, it's a little different. This we'll year. just say it's definitely nice to have uh, to have folks back in the building again. It's you know, with with what I do there. It's so many phrasings and cadences and things go with the ebb and flow of the crowd. And when there is no ebb and flow, uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to mimic that. Yeah. So nice to have folks back in the building this year, and we're having a great season. We're undefeated at home. Mm-hmm. Little little setback last weekend, and a really hard-fought game. It's a good game. Uh, I guess if you had told me that the quarterback who completed 42% of his passes and threw three picks was going to win the game, uh, I would have assumed there was a meltdown or possibly Sam Darnold on the other side of the ball. Whoa. And, wow. And uh, that wasn't the case. It was, a it good was game. another Sam. It was another Sam. Uh, it was a great game. Do you know how many times I've messed up all three Sams? It's, hey, I've called them. I've, called, I've, I've, I've right. done Cam Howell. <laughs> I, when, I'm, when talking about Sam Howell, I've referred to him as Sam Darnold, Sam Hartman. It's just it's, it's too many Sams, all the Sams, to the tune of too many cooks. Two of those too are not cooks. like the other, I can tell you that. Yeah, that is true. I mean, the Panthers probably could have used an upgrade in Sam, but uh, they got Cam instead, and that's another story altogether. All right, so Cam Newton, who was uh, completing 75% of his passes <laughs> and had two touchdowns last week, just for the record, generally. But if you look at the box score, wasn't that great? Uh, you know, yeah, people, I you know I, I was, didn't we just talk about a quarterback that completed forty percent of his passes and I threw know. three picks and scored forty five points last week? Speaking of that, though, I immediately uh, was wondering who, because you know there were a lot of those guys in, oh, the, state, I had in guys. the state that were like that picked him up on their fantasy team and started him and benefited greatly from it. Yes, in my yes. office, I shouted out the news. Oh man, Cam Newton just signed, and as I said it, my coworker in the next room, I saw ads Cam Newton to his fantasy roster. No regrets. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's what you got to do. How long? Uh, how long do we get to talk about football before the star rating of the podcast starts to decline? No, we stopped worrying about like that. Oh, we stopped. Was, uh, we stopped caring about. I that. feel like we, that was an issue I, last time I no, was here. No, no, no. I actually, I look at the podcast stats, and I would, I would say this about the podcast: we have our listeners. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> It's been kind of found. It's, just picking up new ones is the problem. Really, yeah. Found it's like we niche. seem to we, we see found yeah, we found the niche. It, now we just see. Well, okay. Well, is anybody else interested? But we got a good niche, and we appreciate the people who listen to the podcast. The target market has been established. Pretty much, yeah. it's actually interesting. And Wayne will tell this. Uh, he'll he'll uh, ex- expand on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at his thing in Charleston last week, he was at He's that, ever back that again. class. Whoa, whoa, Wayne. Who? Yeesh. So anyway, he met a few guys. Uh, at his uh, class last mm-hmm. Friday, and like several of them listened to the podcast. Some were from Greenville, yeah, and uh, one was from from here in Raleigh. All yeah. different ages. It was sure. It was pretty funny. Wayne's internet celebrity is finally. Taking, oh no, he taking no hold. Wayne. Wayne eats that crap up, man. <laughs> he eats that crap up. I've seen. I've seen, I've been at Bond with him. When like the one of the times I was with him at Bond, some guy rolled up to me and Wayne. They're like. Wayne and Joe and he lit up like Wayne was just man Joe from the beer podcast that's what we it was, really that's put, what yeah, we really that was the thing was it Joe from the beer podcast or Joe from the Joe from the beer podcast which he loves <laughs> even more that's the one which he loves even really, more but like that's, but for that's Wayne, just validating for all of our hard yes. work when when Joe yeah. gets recognized <laughs> from yeah. the beer podcast to, to that, quote to quote Kendrick Lamar for Wayne it was as big as the Eiffel Tower when you tell there him. it and, is and yeah. shout out to uh, Christopher Wilson um, who who tweeted us tweeted you tagged us in it when in response to Joe asking somebody asked Joe, when he's retiring, he said, "When I win the lotto," and and friend of the program, uh, listener, yeah, uh, Christopher Wilson says, "You're already on the nine one nine beer podcast." One could argue you already won the lottery, being friends with Wayne and Adam. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely one way of putting it. That's one way. Of putting How validating it. for you guys and the work that you're doing. Yeah, here. hey man, just out here doing God's work, you know. Clearly. All right. So before before we talk about uh, some of the other Mother Earth liquid you brought I yes. feel before we, we actually start talking about Mother we, Earth. we right. do we do need to highlight like one of my favorites oh the Kolsch why not I this was the uh Adam it. said he needed a beer before we got to work this here, is the I one guess, to lubricate the uh the lubricate off, the senses a little bit so mm-hmm. uh had an extra sample of the old classic Endless River, the German Kolsch style, crisp, clean. That slight little floral tang in the finish. Is uh, this still moving? Like, people still gravitate to this, right? Still gravitate, and especially, you know, we had actually talked about the possibility of do we start to shift resources away from this? Do we look at something different um, and looking at sales trends? And, you know, Newton's Law it shot up in sales this year, particularly on draft. So, oh, okay. Uh, you know, and Kolsch is, I, I've said this a hundred times, classic styles are classic for a reason. Mm-hmm. And Kolsch is something that you can always go back to. Uh, for me, it's one of my favorite things that we produce. It's comfortable. It's flavorful. It's light and crisp so that I'm not just, you know, saddled with a gut bomb. Not that there's anything wrong with those. But uh, sometimes, you know, and you and I were talking about this off air, you just need a beer flavored beer. Yeah, man. And this fits the bill perfectly for that. It's a classic you can always reach for and know that you're going to get uh, a, a consistent, quality, easy drink in beer. And this is just so, like you said, so easy to drink, but it, it just, Kolsch, I think we should have like a, a dedicated month of Kolsch. 
I'm going to work on that. I, I'm going to work on I am that. a strong we'll do a supporter. TikTok Kolsch challenge. Kolsch Vember. Strong supporter of this. Can we, like, replace pumpkin beer with it? Or? Oh, that would be uh, amazing. Pumpkin Kolsch. Let's just do pumpkin Kolsch. Now, Adam. <laughs> you get out now. <laughs> you That's the thing about now. Kolsch. It's very narrow. It's got to be brewed with these <laughs> ingredients. Got to look like this. Got to taste like this. Or it's not Kolsch. One of my favorite things to do is to troll my friends when they make an Oktoberfest beer. And I'll rate it in untapped. Of course, I'll rate it five stars, but then I'll put a message that says, like, two stars, not enough pumpkin. Well, I, that's and it drives, <laughs> <laughs> it drives my a... brewer friends crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that with Dave all the time at Mason Yard. And oh, he'd read it, like, a month or two later. <laughs> and he'd be like, you're such an idiot. But it's just one of those ways to let people know I'm thinking about Welcome this. to the old man get off my lawn edition of the 919 beer podcast. <laughs> Great October, good Oktoberfest, but needs more pumpkin. Well, what's funny is, you know, you talk about the classics being the classics. There was a, a friend of mine sent me a TikTok uh, that was headlined. I'm actually looking at it right now. It's IPA is everything is IPA, right? So beer talk, blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's, it's done to this, it's done to this sound that's called that is a scarecrow. Okay. So it's like Brewer's inventing the newest IPA trend. And it's a guy in like a plaid shirt, beard, all sort of stuff. And he goes, pale golden color, lightly hopped and fermented with German lager yeast. And then when the, like, that's a scarecrow, it's like, that's a pilsner. All those things sound good, man. We should put all that stuff in a beer. Yes, people have been doing that for a very, very Surprise. long time for a reason. That is a good. Well, that is a good one. You, yes, this but, raises an interesting point too, because I think within beer, we've almost gotten to a point where, like, what? How do we define IPA as a category? Is mm-hmm. it based off of bitterness and bittering units? Is it based off of hops and hop content? Is it based off of a specific amount of hops? Like what? What is the defining characteristic of that? Because, you know, and again, I use Kolsch as a comparison point because that is like a super narrow style, but the flavor spectrum and the bitterness spectrum within IPA has gotten really, really murky. Yeah, it has. Over well, the period of time. And we've got fun. so many sub-styles like right. black it, maybe IPA. Maybe you could say it's gotten really IPA, hazy, Travis. New England IPA. We've got hazy IPA. We'll drink some hazies for you in a second. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> but... But yeah, Bart Scott would say, can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, Can't wait. So, but it's interesting you say that because I always, uh, why don't you open up one of those IPAs? We'll start. We'll start. I, like one of my pet peeves used to be, now I don't care because I think it's funny because I I do it on purpose, Mm -hmm. um, is when you watch a show or a movie and they belly up to the bar and they'll be like, two beers, please. Yeah. Right? Just any beer will do. But it's gotten that way with IPAs, too. It's like you can't go up and just be like, like I'll, watch be, your IPA. I'll be at pharmacy or, you know, because I'm a big carry, carry guy now. Uh, I know, Adam. At Bond, you know. Shout out to, 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 to Aaron and Riley at Bond. Sure uh, thing, Wayne Jr. <laughs> but I'm... So anyway, Wayne was out of town. Somebody had to like... Yeah, you, 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 had had to to that, you had to belly up to, to carry that spot. baton. <laughs> Somebody's got to carry, the torch. That, carry yeah. that torch through, man. So, no, but what I'm saying is, is like, I, there was a lady that came up, and she's like, what IPAs do you have? And they're like, well, we've got these, like, four. Yeah. What are you looking for? I don't know, just an IPA. It's like, what does that even mean anymore? It's like saying, I'm just, I just need a beer. Well, if you just need a beer, we're getting a Kolsch or a Pilsner or a Hellas or something like that. But if you just need an yeah. IPA, it's like, what does that even mean? It's it, become an interesting flashpoint, I think, because as, as you've seen that category evolve, and as more, as more people have come into craft, um, you know, IPA has become almost synonymous with craft beer as a whole. And so people, as they're, 
I, I think that the general consumer, as they're becoming more attuned to craft, uh, part of it is, you know, exploration and learning what's out there. Part of it is FOMO and missing out because IPA is hot and I need to be cool too or what have you. Um, but I, I wonder sometimes if we're labeling things as IPA that don't really qualify, which leads me to what is the qualifier? Right. We well, know what it used to be. We know what it was. Sure. Well, we know you what it and was. I cut our teeth on Dogfish Head 60 Minute and Bell's Too Hearted and, and beers like that that live within this sort of specific Well, and even profile. before that, my first experience with IPA ever, uh, Frederick, Maryland, Brewer's Alley, IPA. Sure. You know what I compared it to? It was an English IPA. You know what I compared it to? College Adam. His friend bought it for me. He's like, here, this is an IPA. And I'm like... It feels a little warm. Is this the right temperature? He's like, yep, this is how it's supposed to be served. And I was like, it kind of reminds me of Killian's. Because to that point, Killian's was the only thing that it's I knew that know. had like some hops. He's like, it's okay, I understand what well, you're saying about that. But that, you was, think about, that, like, was that was bass for me. That was an English IPA. And that was my first experience. And it was like, this is super bitter. And it's not. Although <laughs> now that I'm saying that thinking. Comparison now. Then we went through the whole uh, I, the bitterness arms race. That we caught it, right? You know the I, IBUs. Well, that's IBUs I, had to be as high. Just, just a bottle of hops. Let's Let's dry hops. Let's do it. That's when we started the podcast. Actually, was at the right. we we were peaking at peak the palate record. It, it really was peak. Like how many hops can we slam it? Well, there was hop slam. There was all that kind of stuff, right? And people were. It was scarce too. Of course, false scarcity. Um, how about like this? What's a taco? Right. It's. A tortilla. A sand, you mean so? A, this is where I think this is, this is where I, this is where I think IPAs have gone. With IPAs, it's become so hop focused that the hardcore of the hardcore can tell you which hops you're using for a particular IPA, which then changes the characteristics of said IPA, right? So I kind of feel the same boat with the taco. I can have a chicken tinga. I can have barbecue. I can have al pastor, right? Carnitas, right? There's all the vehicles the same, right? There's but not even the vehicles the same. You can have crunchy. No, 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 no. We're we're gonna go. We're gonna go with a basic, you know, flaccid taco, flaccid soft corn tortilla taco. All right. I'm just saying. That's what I'm going with. Gotcha. The vehicle is the same. It's gonna have the tortillas. It's gonna yes. have the cheese. It's gonna have. Uh, it'll probably have some cilantro and some onion on top of it, right? But the actual meat changes. The meat in this particular case would be the hop that you're using, which then changes the profile of what you're what you're considering the IPA. But then you can get crazy with it too, right? Like you just had the the whatever changa at uh, at Flaming Amy's, the right? Jerky right. Changa, the jerky changa, shout out yeah, the to jerky, uh, the jerky changa, right? My old college favorite, Flaming Amy's Burrito Barn, Wilmington, sure. North Carolina. I love Flaming Amy's, man. I love that place. Uh, and it's you know what's even better is the Flaming Amy's on Carolina Beach, where you just go get the takeout and then take it back to your spot on the beach and you eat a burrito on the on beach. the beach on the beach, folks. Anyway, that's living, okay? L-I-V-I-N. So, if you're listening now in Wilmington, get your turkey chunga <laughs> next week before they go away. But that's what I'm saying. Like, and then you can get a little wild with it if you want, right? Sure. So that's where I think we are with IPAs. Like, I just look at it as a vehicle for a variety of hops. I think we all kind of know that the hop is the baseline, but how you use them, when you use do you them, think the education right, for, the Do you think the education for, for drinkers has been able to identify things like citra and all that other stuff? Do you think we're there yet? No. I think that there, well, you mean in terms of like the common consumer? Yeah, so I don't I, think yeah, for the, the, yeah, so common the, common, the common consumer My, is going to go to a craft beer joint and they're going to see a, four different IPAs. 
they and read that word Stitcher, and that's going to be the one they want. I don't think so. Like, you my, think so? I mean, my dad has recently evolved to where he enjoys IPA more now than than what he did even you know three or four years ago. Okay, um, but he he can't tell you what specific. But he hasn't taken the time to there. learn which particular hops might. Oh, you know, oh, this has Galaxy. All right, correct. I want. I want and this. the truth is, I don't think he cares that much okay. either. I, I think mean, I think he's like most people. Sure. I mean, it's. I think that by and large, it's we're going to have people that get excited about really digging into the intricacies of what's in the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a number of people who listen to beer centric podcasts. Um, but you're also going to have a lot of common consumers that are going to recognize it as good or not good or appealing to my palate. Right. Specifically. What they, what because I, like I think that's what happens. What I Correct. Like, right? I think that's what happens with Pilsners or a Kolsch, right? There's a way you make them. Right. And then you, then it's right. like, okay. Then but you then know what it is. You know what it is. That's when you say it's a beer. Right. So, all right. So that's, oh, that's a lager. Got it. Okay. How is it made? I'll, I'll tell you what, though. It's, it, it, it can all blend in, though, because, like, I was, uh, I'm a big carry guy now. So I was at pharmacy. Oh, of course you were. Uh, earlier this week. Um, and I've, I got uh, the, 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 there was a new Kolsch from Flying Machine. Now, when you go to a, a bar. Sometimes they'll give you a full description. Pharmacy doesn't. Pharmacy usually just writes it on the chalkboard. Sometimes right. they don't even put the name. They just put the style. They'll be like Flying Machine Coach. Sure. They actually put it on there. I think it's called Constant Gardener or something like that. Seasonal Gardener. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tasted it a lot hazier than I was expecting and a lot hoppier. And I was like, is this the right beer? And she's like, yeah. I was like, this is really hoppy. She's like, I know. So I looked, I, I texted our buddy Fletch, and then I looked it up because Fletch didn't respond. I looked it up and untapped. And it actually is. It's it's a dry hop New Zealand with New Zealand hops, Kolsch. Just a spin because some breweries do that, right? Like Flying Machine likes to do that. Super tasty, just not what I expected. Sure. Is that still a Kolsch then, or is it something else? And I think that's where... It's going to be in the the eye or on the palate of the beholder as to what that constitutes. You're right. It's a it's a riff on a style. You know, for me personally, I you know, and I I don't speak for a company or for a larger group at the whole other than the my Wolf specific palate. Team. That's Clearly. right. That's who you're um, speaking for. I you know. I've found that I like really traditionally made styles, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, in American craft beer, we're in this golden age of experimentation and pushing the envelope and doing a lot of really cool, unique things that turn out a lot of really great, unique flavored beers and Mm -hmm. some terrible ones, but a lot of really great, unique, flavorful beers. Um, You know, I'm kind of with you. If I had gotten a, a hoppy, forward, hazy Kolsch, I'd probably be disappointed. Like a hazy IPA. Sure. But it was dry hop haze. But I'd probably, for me, looking for Kolsch, I'd probably be disappointed with that, especially given that Kolsch is one of my favorite styles of beer. I just had to shift my mindset once I got it. And I think it circles back around to drink what you like and what what you enjoy. You know, sure. I've been telling people that for years. It's like when they when they taste our, our Weeping Willow, the Belgian wit beer, mm-hmm. and they say, should we put an orange in this or should we put a lemon in this? And I say, well, that's, that's kind of a flashpoint. Some people think you should. Some people think mm-hmm. you shouldn't. I say, for me, I'm not going to because I want to taste what's actually in the liquid. But if you like what you're drinking when you put that in there, dude, why are you drinking to begin with? It's because you want to have a good right. time and you want to appreciate what you're tasting. And if that's what makes you enjoy it, Put it in there and don't let anybody tell you that it's not supposed to be there. But I agree. But Joe, I cut that. you off to prove my point, 
and also to carry flex on you again. I'm so, used to guys I, named Adam cutting me off. Ooh. It's all good. Speaking of which, Shout I did wear my, my, Adam Gold <laughs> shirt, my Adam Gold shirt last week. I did oh, wear did it. you? Yeah, I do wear it out. I wore it uh, Saturday. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I haven't really run since the beer mile. I didn't run. I went although to I am, the Max's uh, soccer game. And although I, although I am, I am going to be doing the Knights of Lights 5K on Saturday. Mm. That'll be interesting. Sounds like it involves running. Well, it does involve running. In the evening. It, 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 do, it does running it, you know, through the lights of Dorothy it takes, but also um, if you're going to... So I'm I'm a big subscriber to um, it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. Permission fixes ninety eight percent of your problems in life. It, I mean, kind of does, and it, it, I really owe my career to that attitude. Um, okay. Sorry, I got tape on the microphone. Oh no, it bothered me last week, and I see, even I more see. so this week. So, um, so you know, Capital Broadcasting is doing this whole thing with the Knights of Lights, right? I mean, we're we're the presenting sponsor. We sure, you know, whatever. So there's a big there's a big WRAL lit area. There's a Fox 50 lit area. Okay, cool. There's a Durham Bulls lit. lit area. Uh, you also have American Tobacco Campus, and you have Rocky Mount Mills. In fact, there's a big look for the big lit hop as we discuss hops. There's a, because they drop they you know much like in Raleigh they drop the acorn at Rocky Mount Mills they drop a hop drop a hop. I mean, yeah, where's the nine one nine beer area? Full there disclosure. Is, that's you know, that's the that's, that's the issue. So Mix has all these inflatables. So I suggested to um, to our promotions director. I'm like, do we have like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree somewhere? <laughs> She's like, I can go find one. So anyway, we found a tabletop little Christmas tree, a little fake Christmas tree. I'm like, can we put a like 99.9 the fan logo on it or something? So remembering the forgotten stations. So Chris, so Chris, so Chris, so Chris Edge. Speaking of forgotten stations, so Chris Edge, who's in charge of that station and some other stuff, he's like, "Well, nobody's going to see it." I go, "Right, that's the point. It's a social media play." So we're like, "Here's WRL and here's Mix and here's this." I'm like, Whoa. "Zoom, zoom, and enhance, zoom, and enhance, zoom, and enhance." Oh, and you know what? Maybe, maybe I can put a nine one nine beer sticker on there great. too. Maybe maybe I'll put a nine one nine beer sticker on there. We as well. I, I think, think we should. So let's just shout out all the capital properties here, right? Right. We'll do we'll do them all. We'll do them all. So on Saturday when I'm running the five k, I'm definitely gonna because I'm gonna suck at this five k. So I'm gonna make it a fun run and I'm gonna veer off a little bit and get my drink a beer while well, like you're people do riding. like Disney marathons. Like you take your pictures. At the oh castle yeah and yeah stuff yeah. Like, yeah. That. like shout out to Caroline uh, Caroline Darney who's a big Virginia fan. Uh, now she works over at USA Today. She did one of those Star Wars marathons nice. at Disney and she's like I had the worst time I ever did but I was getting my picture with Chewbacca damn it so you know it's like oh there's Chewbacca let me go get my picture oh there's you well, know whoever. The everybody's motivated by a little something hell, if you're dropping that amount of money dropping you're gonna get that much money yeah, you're gonna get some you get freaking pictures man. Anyway, everybody's stick, motivated by something stick different. to beer what stick did we to beer. taste so you guys are sipping on some of the newest of the new from Mother Earth this is the Reef Keeper IPA this is a new release that's part of this is a, not a variety dank. 12 pack an IPA variety 12 pack a different kind uh, of reef you can pick up now called Summit to Surf draw your own conclusion Okay, just that. double checking. Um, Put your weed 
I really like this because I think it's starting to swing the pendulum a little bit more back towards the middle of the road. Uh, really solid malt balance, pretty good hop bitterness. Uh, your hops in here, you know, since we're talking about not knowing what hops are where, uh, Mosaic, Amarillo, and Cryopop are the hops in here. So with the Cryo, you're getting uh, this tropical kind of passion fruit note that lingers a little bit on your tongue. It's not overpowering, but it's also not overpowered by uh, the malt and the hot bitterness that comes through. I've really been digging on this stuff personally lately, and, I mean, count that bias for what it's worth, but I think it's great liquid, and it does. It's a little more fruit-forward, but it starts to remind me a little more of some of those IPAs that we mentioned earlier that we kind of came up into. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's what, what's the ABV on this thing? It's a pretty easy drink. Six beer. and a half. So. Yeah, there okay. it is. I see it now. Yeah, um, I mean, you know our feelings on hazy IPAs. Sure. But... I think we've had a pretty good run here, Joe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Andy brought a pretty good one last week. Don't slam that too five, much because that's what we're drinking next. That but. five and a half percenter. Like, there have been some that we've been like, well, we don't drink hazy IPAs, but, like, I'm not turned off by this one. Like, I don't. Well, I would, to be clear, I would, this is, I would, not, this I would is en- not a true hazy IPA. I would enjoy either. this, drinking this. If I don't have to see it, American IPA, not hazy so again, IPA. What is American this. IPA now? Right? <laughs> now, like you're just, now you're just it, now it you're just talking anything. nonsense. It could be anything. Sure. All right, well, you brought it. But I want to be clear. I don't want to qualify this as a hazy IPA because I don't think that it is at all. Well, uh, you it, might have a it little might bit not of, drink like it, but I'm, I'm I just poured it. Um, and that's chill haze. Adam. I can't. Oh, is that chill haze? Okay. <laughs> well, I can't see my finger through it. Through the chill haze. But it does taste very nice. It's got a great nose. Thanks, man. Yep, really excited about that. Like I said, in the uh, in that IPA variety pack uh, that started to show up at some retailers around the triangle. So uh, pick up a 12-pack and get lots of delicious cool. IPA. In fact, why don't we taste another delicious IPA? Let's do it. What a wonderful same pack. This really is just the pregame to you pulling out whatever it is that was going to make Wayne mad that he wasn't here. Yeah, he's going to be pretty upset. That's, that's all. Like, that's, honestly, that's all I care about. I want that reveal. He's, all right, so this is Alpenglow. I remember we had Alpenglow last year yes. outside. You brought it. It was like you had just put it in. Don't remember that. That was so long ago. Yeah. We had Long Weekend. Yeah. Because it used to be yep. oatmeal IPA. Long we weekend, talked about that. We had long weekend. And I think we and you had some Cersei, didn't we, last we brought, year? And we had some Cersei last time. Uh, the pandemic times were so long ago. They were um, a long time ago. But shout out to Cersei uh, that keeps getting it done. So Thanks, man. Um, I, I poured this one second. So this is true hazy IPA here. I think this has got uh, just a – there's a touch more body. There's a touch more bitterness than the average – hazy IPA uh, that I think lends it just a little bit of character. And I liked, I, I tasted some of this yesterday after a Reef Keeper and I thought that it made that pineapple note in there just really jump out. Yeah. Like that was a hugely vibrant note to me uh, after drinking something that had a little bit more bitterness forward. I'm glad you brought up the pineapple part because that's the first thing that came out to me on, uh, on this one. All this is doing is reinforcing my point that a lot of, how do I say that? It's not, not offensive. Oh, I don't own a brewer anymore. I don't care if I offend anyone. Yeah, who you, who you, what do you um, care? Sure. We, I asked this earlier. Do you, do you guys ever say out loud on the podcast, like, this beer sucks? Or? <laughs> no, because I'll we never. We try not to have guests on that have crappy well, beer. Two, two, well, two, it's twofold. Twofold. 
to what Adam said, um, I think people have figured out now, however many years we've been doing this podcast, that the guest list of the podcast is pretty curated. Like, we're not, we're not bringing people on to trash their beer. Well, there's only 52 weeks in a year. Good point. Um, but we're not bringing people on to trash their beer, number one. Number two, I have no problems saying that this ain't for me, but I can see why somebody might like this beer. Sure, sure. Which, Alpenglow, which my thing. Would be not, not my type of beer, but this, but is, I where, this is where you and I, I diverge on a, when it comes to hazy IPAs. The one thing that I will, where, where I will ex, quote unquote accept, if I have to drink this beer, I'll drink this beer. Uh, it's like it's more like fine, I'll do it. You know, if there's a if if the IPA hits you with more of like as I've described as a beer mosa type thing, I'll drink it. Like to me, that's 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 where I gravitate on a hazy IPA. So it becomes a marketing element. A li- well, which- I don't want them called a beer mosa. What I'm saying is, I would go for the Alpenglow over Reefer Madness over there. So that's Reef Keeper for the Reef Keeper. Sorry, and the reason why I would go for the Alpenglow is because of those pineapple Reefer notes. Reefer Madness. Yeah, the because of the the pineapple notes that you're talking about. The 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 more citrusy for me, the better. At least in, in my at least for my palate, so I would prefer the Alpenglow. I mean, you know, if I had to choose from a hazy, can we make a note on this uh, for the pod that Joe Ovius endorsed a hazy IPA over uh, a non-hazy IPA that he tasted? They're both pretty hazy. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, let's not. My point is this, and after Reefkeeper having some bitterness. Um, which I would argue actually has more citrus in it than Alp- 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 oh, glow has got that tropical I pineapple. I see why Wayne will be mad. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, but my point is, especially after drinking it after Reef Keeper, like you said, that pineapple really yeah. comes out. I still say, and when, when we had Kimmy from Sycamore on mm-hmm. um, a few months ago, it it really like brought this home because she brought some fruited wheat stuff, like stone fruits and some yes, other things. Yes. I feel like if you would not tell people the style and just just qualify it with, hey, do you like hazy IPAs? Mm-hmm. Like the really big, bold fruity notes, and you give them one or or the opposite, say, Hey, do you like fruited wheat beers? And give them one of these, I would bet there's going to be a lot of crossover people who don't ordinarily drink quote wheat beers yeah i can see that but they drink a lot of hazy stuff or quote, and when you just close your like eyes IPAs. right when you just close your eyes and drink it mm-hmm. for the flavors you get not for the status you think you're obtaining or yeah. whatever that makes sense i think i think there's going to be more crossover and that's not a that's not any, there's no scientific evidence, well, that, but I think the flavors, a lot of those flavors you, you are guys, very similar. You guys keep talking. I'm going to get fresh glasses for what you just opened. That sounds so. delightful. Um, that brings up a really great point in my mind when we talk about um, a- appreciating things without preconceived notions. Sure. It's like yeah. the idea of, you know. Blind tastings. Blind tastings. Well, too, think about the, the idea that there are certain hype driven beers that are rarities in the market that you know you hear about and you see people standing in line for and you wait for it and you wait for it and you wait for it and when you finally get the opportunity to try that beer um it's good 
but it's it can never live up to what you've built it up in your mind to be because of the preconceived notions that you carry about it. Sure, we were talking about this before we started recording with restaurants or anything else. Like sometimes it's just the experience, sure, um, that you go for. Sometimes it's the food or it's the beer. Um, sometimes it's a combination of all of it. Sometimes it's the memory of the experience right. with it all that brings you back. And then if you're really honest, sometimes you're like. It's not as good as I remember. Exactly. Or yeah. it's better than I remember. Probably probably 10 years ago, I did. I've, I've never been a huge online beer trader, but like 10 years ago, I did one. I was on Beer Advocate one day, and, and a guy had posted, you know, for trade, Firestone Walker Parabola, which we couldn't get here. Right. I'm a stout guy. I love him. It's like ISO, Mother Earth, Silent Night. And I was like, I, I got Silent Night. How much <laughs> How much you need? Uh, and so he said, I'll trade the, par- the parabola for a silent night and I'll throw in some off the shelf local stuff and you throw a few off the shelf locals in for me. So that's what I did. I packed my box up and I threw a couple of things in, uh, from, uh, like the Doug Rabbit craft brewery and, uh, some other local guys. Uh, and I threw a little triple overhead Easter egg in for him because why not? And so I get my box and it's got, it's got the parabola and it's got some stuff from main brewing, which I was excited to be able to try. And it had two cans um, of this stuff I had never heard of uh, called Hetty Topper. And I'm like, I'll throw these in the fridge. I'll drink one tonight, whatever. And I I popped it open, uh, drink from the can. All right, why not? Uh, And just sat on my couch on a random Tuesday night. I was like, dude, this beer's great. Like, this is one of the best IPAs I think I've had. And it was like three weeks after that that I found out it was the most sought-after beer in the country, and people were falling over themselves yeah. to get their hands on Hetty Topper. And I was glad that I had the opportunity to appreciate it without knowing what it was, contrary sure. to something yeah. like Pliny the Elder, which is a great beer in its right. own right, but it had been so elevated for me before I, when I finally got a chance to taste it that I was like, I mean, like, Can this, it ever live up to it? This is good, but it's no Hetty Topper. So. Right. Yeah, the interesting thing, wow, this is coming not full circle, but this can just keep going down rabbit holes, though. But the interesting irony to me is Hetty Topper from New England, not what we'd consider a New England IPA. It's got a ton of West Coast hops in it. It's just hopped out of its mind, and they don't care about it being crystal clear. Nah, just and super just, unfiltered, it, like it, that's it, a yes, driver there. It does not taste like a hazy IPA. I just think there's so much more body and character oh to such it. a great beer um and and so is Pliny. i remember actually the first time i tasted both of those uh, uh was with wayne and it, it didn't it was never so when there's a hype beer for me this is my personality i don't really try to tear it apart like i want it to live up to the hype, hype. right like i like when the things when I can cash in, right? Like I like when I have that opportunity and I want to enjoy it as much as possible. Exactly. There have been moments where that's not happened and not because of my being critical. It's just because it straight up hasn't, and if I need to be honest with myself, it hasn't lived up to the hype. Um, and that's disappointing. Sure. <laughs> but man, it's great when it does cash in. When it in, does, right? when it cashes in, man, <laughs> so, you're exactly right. So speaking so, of. So, yeah, since we of, mentioned Silent Night, here's a, a fun segue. You know, that's annually oh my gosh, uh, one of our most so popular amazing. releases. And, you know, we do the big Silent Night Day release party at the brewery. Is that it's back always, this year? It is back this year. Hallelujah. It was it was in a very subdued form last year. It's back in full force this year. It's this coming Saturday um, at, at Mother Earth. We're doing a VIP hour for from 12 to 1, for which there are still a few tickets available. And then that VIP hour, what, what, does, what is that? Is that when you're going to have all like the previous years on? 
one or well so the so the previous years will be available for the for the duration of the party but as a vip you get to come in a little earlier it's a little more intimate uh we're going to pull out some super vintage stuff we're going to do some private spirits tasting uh for those folks who are there with some other spirits um and as a part of that you get a bottle of silent night as well as a bottle of each of the two variant years uh variants this year one of which is aged in are we are we still calling them variants yeah, variants. I mean, no, I'm just saying. The biggest I think, thing is, I feel like because of, uh, be, not because of the Loki series, but because of of Delta and and everything else we've experienced. I feel like we need to come up with a new term well, other than I didn't, variant. I didn't go there, and I don't know if anybody else has gone there. I but mean, I feel like my you're really, uh, my ten year old was my like ten year old was variant Loki for Halloween. I feel so. like I flinch whenever I hear that word now. Okay, well, anyway, sorry. Alternative versions of Silent Love Night. It. Love it. We're going uh, with that. One of which was aged in some Weller twelve barrels. Mm. Uh, and one of which is in your cup currently. This was aged for 24 months in Mother Earth whiskey barrels. So, awesome. Uh, I just ab- now saw the. Yep. I just now saw the 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 sticker you guys did. This is the Grand Reserve. This, this is isn't the, the. That's right. This is the Silent Night Grand Reserve. So this is Ooh. 24 months in Mother Earth whiskey barrels. Only about 150 total bottles of this produced. Um, so this available. is a 2018 species so yeah this would uh this would have been from 2009 brewed in 2019 and then put you put it into in mother Earth whiskey barrels yep and then pulled out this year and harvested so, so this 24 is, months there's a time. lot going on with this yes like it's, i said it's the whiskey it's angle tasty. i knew that mr holt it's would be disappointing what is wayne great. doing today that he's not here uh, to continuing drink? Continu- for the yeah. for the building company last uh, week and, and i'm getting continuing education. Education. We're doing continuing i'm getting continuing education on great beer so that's where i'm at right now oh man this is this is this is fantastic yeah, my wife texted me. She's like, did you eat anything today? I was like, no, I'm doing the podcast. She's like, all right, well, let me know when you're done. I'm like, I don't know. Call me if you need This me. might be lunch. Liquid lunch. Nah, so, so got, much going on I in got this. Jimmy John's delicious. The, the interesting thing with this, the reason I asked you guys probably brew this in the spring or summer. Right. Um, and then let it rest a little bit because it's a big-time stout anyway. Yeah. Correct. And you put it in barrels. That's correct. Regular silent nights in barrels. That's right. For this how year's, long? This year's actually spent about twelve months in. Bland's so it's already barrels, a year so. old beer. Correct. So and that's that's varied over time. We varied our aging processes for you know in some of the earliest years we had super hot barrels and we were doing about three months worth of age time. Um, it's extended and varied a little bit over time. More recently, we've been finding that we're getting the notes that we want after about 12 months. And that's, you know, there, there's art to that. It's not all science either, where it's, you know, you pull some out and you taste it, and when it's ready, it's ready, and it comes At off. At some point, it becomes objective, because then you have to blend. Sure. Which is, that's, that, or subjective. Subject, Did I say objective? Sub- subjective, as so much of beer is. Well, yeah, but, but there are recipes that are objective, and then I feel like aging and blending are more like, this is based on what we like. Definitely becomes right. more subjective, and I think there's a certain level of art to that in trying to pick out something that evokes some of the specific nuances that you want to get. Yeah, so my whole point was this this beer that we're tasting is over two years old. The actual beer from The it. liquid itself, that's yes. correct. Um, and even regular Silent Night is over a year old. So when you think about it this way, when you're having an Imperial, what, what is this, like 12%? Sorry, I'm listening. This is actually the first time I've tasted this Oh, it's, beer. Yeah, it's this only 9%. Too, so. Okay, it's 9%. Only, but it's 9%. <laughs> only. <laughs> but when you get higher ABV beers, um, they're oftentimes what's considered hot. Sure. Right? Uh when you when you age those they me- when you age those beers a little bit they mellow out. Right. I'm taking this to my meeting by the way. 
Just take the bottle. That's what I'm saying. I'm taking the whole the bottle. bottle. I'm taking if, the bottle. If now. we don't finish it now. We could. Joe. Well, you guys get one more pour. I'm taking the rest <laughs> of it. <laughs> Who's in this meeting? Or is, my this, boss. Or is this just for you? It doesn't really boss. matter who else is there. This, Gilio, um, I think Jillio will appreciate this. Oh, it's, it's, it's delicious. The, it smells incredible. It really does. And these were Weller? No, these weren't. These were the Mother the Earth. The Grand whiskey. Reserve was aged in uh, the in same the barrels Earth, that yeah. age our Mother Earth whiskey. So the whiskey spends uh, two and a half to three years in those barrels. And once it comes out, uh, we put uh, the Silent Night in those barrels to rest for this specific variant. And I'll tell you, we actually are doing for the VIPs a pretty fun little side project this year in which you get uh, those three bottles of Silent Night. But the fourth bottle in the package is actually a bottle of Mother Earth whiskey that aged in barrels that previously rested Silent Night. Oh, so cool. Were, so like the Jameson's uh, cask mates right. type thing. So barrels had Mother Earth whiskey in them. Whiskey was harvested. Silent Night into those barrels. Silent Night rested in barrels. Silent Night comes out. Whiskey goes back in, and it adds just another That would be a layer. cool tasting to to taste both the whiskeys, too, to see the, the differences just to there. Taste. They're dramatically different. We did yeah. do a little side by side with that uh, when we pulled those out because that was that was really one of the side projects that we're like, we're not really sure how this is going. Sure, turn yeah, out. yeah. Um, I think that's a that's a really it fun definitely idea. added a pretty unique little like roasty. It wasn't it wasn't massive, but it was it was there when you mm-hmm. tasted the whiskey side by side with one another that I really yeah. appreciated. So a little bit more about Silent Night dates coming up this Saturday. This that's this right. Podcast will come out Friday, right? That's right. Or so, later or later today. Either Thursday afternoon or, or Friday if you're right, listening yeah. and you're looking for something to do. Um, I, for one, have been there. Wayne and, Wayne and I went a few years ago. Right. I remember when we did that. Man, that was a fun As I weekend. recall, you guys had a great time. We had a great time. We did the whole, I mean, we were Kinston, Kinston uh, tourists Loyalty. there for sure. We we did that. We stayed at uh, the, the, the bank. The, you stay uh, at the O'Neill Hotel. The O'Neill, which was so much fun and ate at Chef and Farmer. Just had a, a great overnight and... Uh, I can't recommend that enough for people. I can't make it because my son. I will be in Richmond. Speaking of hazy beer, it's not the we'll, worst. We'll be in Richmond. Be my in. son's no. got a soccer tournament all weekend. So, but uh, really jealous. If you can make bro, it down bro, there, bro, 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 can you bring back some veil? <laughs> you know, veil's got like three spots now. I know. Jeez, I haven't been there in like six years. I haven't yeah. been to, to to Richmond. Anyway, um, if you can make it to Mother Earth this weekend, I I can't recommend it enough. It's yeah. it's it's a not a difficult trip and it's a lot of fun stay at the o'neill stay at the the um, mother earth motor lodge the motor right lodge, down the street which I great so, little which I super 70s cool. retro motor lodge i remember the last time i tried to stay there pre-pandemic uh my friend brian and i were like why can't seriously we can't get a reservation this weekend what the hell's going on this weekend marathon yeah that, <laughs> that it books well in advance for that so well like how is this already booked and we didn't realize what was going on. Just I think pick, just I think that I one weekend. I, I want to say I think I messaged you like, "Oh, that's a marathon weekend." I'm like, uh, "Okay, sorry, bro." So, good. so our VIP. You said some VIP tickets are still a few available. Still, just a few available. Right. You can find the link to purchase those on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, as well as our website. Uh, get you in an hour early. Get you a tasting of some vintage 2012 Silent Night uh, private guided spirits tasting. Uh, vintage flight of 17 through 21 Silent Night at the bar, and obviously that take home pack that's got each of the alternative versions of Silent Night, the standard and that delightful if you're Silent that Night edition. On a Mother podcast saying 2012 Silent Nights available, it must have hold, held up extremely well because that's very difficult, especially in something that's been thrown in a barrel. Yeah, correct. That's that's we've been pretty happy with that. That's pretty incredible. Well, um, go ch- go check that out. 
we got to wrap things up. Pour out what you need to pour out. Because I'm taking the rest of this bottle. I'm, I'm taking the rest of this bottle. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you sure? I'm taking that. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, Tra- Travis is taking some I'm, more. I'm going to take one He's more good. little He's splash. One more. I'm taking the rest of it to my meeting. Before this goes off to the meeting. Because I'll probably need it for my meeting. Um, <laughs> Travis, thanks for hanging out, man. Hey, always a great time with you guys. I yeah. appreciate you having me back uh, time after time for this highly curated. Uh, good luck affair. on Black Friday. Hey, thanks. Black Friday's great. We got a scrappy Syracuse team at home this weekend, too. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we've got a couple of solid uh, Black, games. Don't overlook Syracuse because the Black Friday game will be a. Well, I know. Even, how, even look, this, look, 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 look. Y'all, y'all don't understand that I know how to think like a state fan. Whoa. So well, here's what's going to happen. Joe, let me start over. I know. Joe, tell us why you hate NC Exactly. Here's what's going to happen Wake's going to lose to Clemson. Because I, I, Clemson, for whatever reason, Clemson. Then we go people, all transitive properties. People, people have all like just forgotten about Clemson, and they're like a zombie team, and people need to stop with that. And they, they only have very, what, two or three two losses. losses. Two, they losses. Two, they losses. Got two losses, and they refuse to put them in the top twenty-five. Right? And people are like, "Well, who they beat?" I'm like, "Well, who the hell's State beating?" And State's showing up in the Clemson. college football playoff rankings. The number nine ranked team in the country. Thanks. Uh, so here's what's gonna happen: Clemson's gonna beat Wake. State will beat Syracuse, which then sets up a weekend where State's got to win out, obviously, and you got to, fingers crossed, hope that Wake Forest loses out, and then State wins the Atlantic Division. That's how it works. Wake's got to lose out. State's got to win out. And it's going to be so that State will beat Carolina, and then all eyes will turn to Wake Forest Boston College, and everybody's going to be a gigantic Halfley fan, the coach for Boston College, and then we'll... And then I don't know what happens after that, but you're all y'all are going to be watching that Wake Forest BC game with extreme interest. I'm calling it right now, calling it right now. Hope hope is a dangerous thing to have. Well, especially uh, considering it's, that, it's especially considering it. that since Mac Brown's been back, he's been really good against in-state opponents. But you know what he's not good at? Road night games. Dude's one in eight in road night games since he's been back. So. As we've mentioned, a a Black Friday in which the Canes play in the afternoon. Just everybody's saying. on holiday. Uh, it it all sets up for a pretty raucous Friday night crowd at Carter Finley. Are they going all black uniforms? I don't know. Probably. I've, I, well, it's Black Friday. It's a night game. I mean, they well they should. They, I should, think they should go opposite and go. No, all they white. should. They should go primary colors. It should be senior, all red. It's senior night, so I think yeah. the seniors get to choose. Yeah. Uh, I do think it should be all red and all blue. I think the answer with that's I what do like I, li- I like looking at that. Yeah, that's, that's visually that pleasing. That is aesthetically pleasing, yes. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Night One Out of Your Podcast. Everybody enjoy their Thanksgiving. We will not be recording next week. Uh, I will report back with all of the alcoholic butter beer that I will be drinking uh, at Hogwarts. Oh, you're next going week. to uh, Florida? Yes. Nice. I'm going to go see my brother, and I'll tell you all about the Hogwarts. Annual snack beer. holder. Yeah. Is he still doing that? Yeah, he's still. Mm, he learned the hard way that the influencer game ain't for the weak. Just you gotta, saying. You got to keep at it. Dude, you gotta influ- keep at it. influencers don't sleep. Mm. Just saying. <laughs> they don't sleep. All right. We'll see you all in a couple weeks. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to the 919 Beer Podcast with host Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. Don't forget, there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also airs Saturday mornings at 8 on Buzz Sports Radio. Thanks again for listening to the 919 Beer Podcast.